This is Chris Barnes with Columbia 300, and you're listening to Above180.com podcast with Tim Berg and Joe Serrar. This is Lee from BowlerX.com. If you're looking for the best prices and service after the sale on the Internet for bowling balls, shoes, bags, and accessories, come check out BowlerX.com. We carry products from all the major manufacturers. All in-stock orders ship out to you the same day. And best of all, we ship your items fully insured for free. That's right. We don't charge for shipping on any item we sell. Look for BowlerX.com at the 2012 USBC Open Championships in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. In conjunction with the event, we will be awarding one lucky winner with a $500 gift certificate, good for anything we carry. Simply go to www.bowlerx.com between February 10th and June 30th, 2012 to register. We'd also like to congratulate John Tassano of Seabeck, Washington, who was the winner of our $750 Brunswick Arsenal giveaway. John walked away with four high-performance balls from Brunswick and a KR Strikeforce four-ball roller bag. BowlerX.com is the online bowling superstore and a proud sponsor of Above180.com. Above180.com, taking your bowling game to the next level. Tim Berg and Joey Serrar are ready to hit the lanes, approaching the issues that you, the bowler, want to know. From the latest equipment reviews and coaching to drilling layouts. Now, from Washington, D.C. and the Bowlers Pro Shop in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, here are your hosts, Tim Berg and Joey Serrar. Joining us today is Mark Baker. Mark is a four-time PBA Tour title winner, also named one of the top 100 coaches by the Bowlers Journal International Magazine on three separate occasions. Mark also developed Camp Bakes and is author of the book, The Game Changer, A Simple System for Improving Your Bowling Scores. Mark, Tim Berg, and Joe Serrar, thank you for joining us today. Hey, guys. It's great to be here. Well, Mark, I want to begin. You've been involved in bowling for over 30 years, uh, four career PBA titles, why don't you take us back to when you first began bowling, what made you get into the sport, and then kind of your progression through bowling to where you are right now? I kept score. I didn't bowl. I, uh, my parents got divorced and uh, needed my own money, and I knew how to keep score. And I think I kept score for two years before I ever bowled. And then I uh, bowled an adult junior league with my mom, averaged about 140. The next year I bowled a travel league averaged about 180 and the next year i averaged 215 and two years later i went on tour so would you consider yourself a natural i put a lot of hours into it but it was uh you know it was something you could do by yourself i like basketball so i could do that by myself and uh yeah i kind of had a knack for it i kind of you know it just it just never seemed that hard so you know i, I just went right to 180 my second year and you know the next year i grew about a foot and then I started bowling pretty good, and you know, and then you get kind of addicted to it because you, when you throw a lot of strikes, it was it was a lot of fun. And uh, bowled a lot of local stuff, and the, the next the next place to go was the tour. Went out there and got my you know got crushed, but I hung in there and did okay. Again, joining us on the Above180.com podcast is Mark Baker. For more on Mark, go to markbakerbowling.com. Lots of great information on how they can get in touch with you, Mark. So uh, let's let's kind of keep moving here. You uh, you bowled, and like you said, you got crushed in your words. Uh, I think most people, though, would take four, four tour titles and, and, uh, and your credentials. But now let's focus on what you're doing. Uh, you do, you, you've decided that, and, and you really have a knack for being a teacher and helping bowlers take their game to that next level. So talk about that and, and really what got you into coaching. Kind of the same thing. Was it something that I, I tried to become a coach? Just, you know, once my career wound down, I would, you know, people started, hey, you know, can I take a lesson? 
and you know, I was very reluctant at first. I didn't think I knew much, you know, knew much about it. I knew how to bowl myself, but and I started just giving lessons and just what I thought was super simple stuff that people had never heard of, especially how to play the lane. So that was how I started doing it. And then uh, you know, the phones started ringing, like, "Hey, you gave my friend a lesson. Can you give me one?" I'm like, "Okay." You know, I didn't want to schedule them. I'd forget about them. I wasn't really into it, and then the phone just kept ringing. And so then I, you know, started trying to coach full time, and uh, that I didn't do a very good job of that in the '90s. But then uh, I got a, I got back into coaching through my work for track, and then I had a job with uh, Davis Bowling Supply, coached a little bit more. And three years ago, I decided to do it full time. So I've been coaching for my profession now for a little over three years, and uh, it's worked out really, really well. So, Mark, who was your first? say, PBA-type caliber player that came to you and entrusted their game in your hands? Walter Ray. I uh, was with track. Walter was like 2003 or four somewhere quite a ways back, and Walter was throwing track equipment, and we started the second half of the winter tour in Tacoma, and he was not bowling very well. And uh, I've grow- I grew up with well, Walter grew up with me is how I played. I mean, he, was, he was, you know, from Southern California. We bowled together from... When he turned, you know, turned adult in the early '80s, so I've seen Walter bowl for. I saw. I knew Walter when he was a 180 average bowler, way back when. So I've seen Walter progress, and I just kind of made a few suggestions, like you know, I think you know, when you bowl good, it looks like this, and you look like that, and you know, you give somebody that caliber just a little bit of help, and then you know, we, we kind of argued about it for a couple of days, and then he made the show. One, two weeks later, he won the Masters, made the show in the U.S. Open, so. You know, I, I got a little bit. I got a lot of credit for not doing a lot. I mean, Walter, Walter's pretty talented. He was the first guy I ever worked with. You know, and Walter's game is is by far from the book, let's say, or by the book. And you know, with his swing and his follow through, is quite a bit different than than most coaches would recommend. Uh, Why you touched on that in your sense. book, in uh-huh. that you don't necessarily have to be physically perfect or gifted to be successful. Uh, do you want well, to kind of touch on that point? Yeah, I mean, I'm completely against that. I think Walter's got a great follow-through. He does it the same every time. I mean, if you, if you take away David Ozio, Parker Bone, and and who, who's the other one? They're like three, and Brian Boss. You take away those three guys, most good bowlers don't bowl very much like the book. <laughs> I mean, Mark Roth didn't, Holman didn't, Amleto didn't, Dave Ferraro didn't. You know, you got those three guys, they're very, very textbook. Most good bowlers have some unique. Don Carter didn't. Earl Anthony didn't. When you start talking about the very best of the world, they all have some uniqueness to them. So I, I don't. I don't try to teach. And most people don't like to bowl that way. To tell you the truth, that's kind of boring. They all kind of want to do a little something different. They already have instincts. So yeah, I think Walter Ray's fall through is awesome. <laughs> it does. It kind of goes to the same place every time. That's all you want in life. Well, I, I agree. You know, re- repeatability is important. So in other words. You're not one of those coaches that adheres to the rule, you know, do it this way, do it this way, so it looks good and, you know, it looks proper. You you try and fine-tune their individual games to suit their style? Well, you know, if they, when they get to you, they probably have instinct. You know what I'm saying? They, they bowl a certain way and they have a certain feel. If you start trying to change everything they do to fit some parameter that everybody says is the right way, but it doesn't feel good to them, they're not going to bowl any better. And I never ask, uh, how do I put this? I never ask anybody how they're throwing it. I just think that's, I just think that's not very, I ask them one question. How many pins are you knocking down? What, what are your scores? 
I bolt for a living. And so when you bolt for a living and you have a house, the mortgage company doesn't really care how good you're throwing it. They want to know how many pins you're knocking down per week to get their mortgage payment. So I'm a score coach. I want to make sure your scores are going up. Whatever way you need to bowl to make it go up, we'll make it, we'll make it work. Well, and another example, uh, again, joining us is Mark Baker, is uh, a guy who came to, when you were throwing out names there, was Ryan Schaefer, a guy who's, you know, joined the tour over, you know, 20 years ago. Uh, if, if a guy like that comes to you and you see how he throws the ball, very unorthodox, but he knocks pins down, uh, you know, over almost a million and a half worth in earnings, and he just wins. He just does well. You know when there's a major coming, Ryan's going to be there, and that's another fi- uh, style that you don't usually see out there. You don't teach or you're not going to see in a book on how to bowl. Well, uh, yeah, Ryan's very, very competitive, and he does really well. I mean, he's made a fam- made a living for his family. So there's, I mean, the way I in my book, the way I put it is, there is no right way or wrong way to throw a bowling ball. Some ways are just easier to throw it the same every time. That's all you're looking for. And Mark, on the other side, I want to get into the Game Changer, a simple system for improving your bowling scores. Talk about the book a little bit, how it's going to help bowlers take their game to that next level. Again, Tim Berg, Joe Sawar, Mark Baker, we'll be back. Listen up, bowlers. If you're headed to the USBC Open in Baton Rouge, make sure you head over to the first annual Jet Mulligan Classic, hosted by All-Star Lanes. Take a listen to this unique tournament format. Bowl four games and drop your lowest game. For more information, visit www.jetbowling.com or call 225-924-0124. The tournament runs daily starting at 9 a.m. A bowler using jet equipment in this tournament will receive an additional 20% payout bonus on any place they cash in. Looking to shoe up against the best in our sport? The Proprietors' Cup is a true megabuck tournament. It takes place in Dayton, Ohio, July 12th through the 15th. If you think you have what it takes to compete against the best in the industry, then listen to this. The Ace Mitchell All-Star Team Challenge is a place where your five-man team can prove it and win $10,000. Here's how it works. Go to www.proprietorscup.com to fill out an entry blank. The singles event is slated for July 14th, and due to high demand, a women's and senior megabucks tournament has been added. Check out their Facebook page and click like. Again, the website, proprietorscup.com for all the details. Attention bowlers, would you like to help your stability in your approach and at the foul line? With Stability Strikes Bowling Performance Sock, you can enhance your stability and take the edge off any foot, knee, or back pain you may have while bowling. The extra mohair cushioning in the heel and toe gives you the comfort and support to compete at your maximum potential. So go to StabilityStrikes.com today. Stability in your game is just a pair away. Looking for some added competition? Having a hard time finding a tournament in your area? Tired of all the added expenses and traveling to a tournament? VirtualTournaments.com was designed to allow bowlers to use their league scores towards a national tournament. VirtualTournaments.com has multiple divisions available, along with brackets and high-game side pots. Visit VirtualTournaments.com today for information. VirtualTournaments.com. Real bowlers, real scores, real money. We're back with Mark Baker. Mark, uh, Go check out MarkBakerBowling.com. Name of the book, if you want to check this out, folks, it's The Game Changer, A Simple System for Improving Your Bowling Scores. Uh, Mark, back about two years ago almost now, Joe Sarara and myself started Above180.com because uh, Joe, being in the pro shop industry, saw that bowlers could usually get to about that 175, 180 average mark with uh, you know, with a ball upgrade or get with one bowling ball, maybe two. 
in these uh, these days in these typical conditions. But getting above 180 was where bowlers needed to start seeking out coaching or they needed to start practicing, maybe throwing a spare ball, maybe start worrying about drilling layouts. So what is one thing that you see from bowlers uh, that really keeps them from taking their game to that next bowling level? Well, that's, just, that's easy. It's balance. You know, you, you have to have, you know, every sport is based on balance. And most bowlers, you know, they don't have very good balance. So, for, you know, sports are about three things, balance, momentum, and rhythm. Who has the best rhythm, who has the best balance, and creates the most momentum. So I really work, I mean, that's just, a, that's just athletics. I really work on that. I work on their rhythm. I work on their balance more than anything else, how they can create some momentum. So when they hit the, when they hit the pocket, they've got to be able to carry if they get too, try, they try to be too perfect. They don't have anything on the ball. That's, that's kind of the most common thing I see. They don't have any. They try to throw. They try to throw it good. So I just get them to work on their balance and their rhythm better, so they have you know it's more natural. So they can start throwing a lot more good shots. Most good, most of 180 bowlers throw three to four good shots a game. You need to throw six or seven good shots a game. That's all I try to do. Just make it a real simple number. It's, you know, says anything. You got to throw ten good shots. That's intimidating. If you're throwing three or four good ones, just pick up two good shots a game, just give their nine counts, your average is going to go up. You know, Mark, you did touch on that in your book. You know, too many bowlers come to you and, you know, they want more power, they want more hook, they want more rev rate, and, you know, they want to throw their, their best shot better. Yet your comment in the book was, in lieu of that, why don't you throw more good shots and stay away from the bad shots? And And you kind of alluded to, you know, a golfer, you know, I mean, it's the bad shots that keep you from winning tournaments, you know, in the rough, in the water, where if they just make good shots, more often their likelihood for success is going to be there. Well, the way I like to explain it to them is that, you know, if you're averaging, say, 200, they come to me, I need to do this, 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 and this. Well, you know, you're throwing, if you throw your five, if you counted your five best shots every game, they're probably all strikes. If you counted Chris Barnes' five best shots every game, their strikes. Where Chris beats you, his next five shots are a lot better than your bad five shots. It's not the good shots that are killing you. You're, you you're, most bowlers come to me, throw it pretty good. I mean, are they going to throw a tour level? No, but you know, they might be an engineer. Or, I mean, they have a real job, so this is their this is their hobby. But their good shot is is effective. It strikes. It does it does the job. But when they miss, their shots that are like their B plus or their B shots aren't very good. So if you can just raise the level of their bad shots up, their scores will go up. Like what the books, what I'm trying to say is, you don't have to throw it better. You have to throw your good shots more often. Right, and and that really rings true. You know, I know for my game, and I'm sure Tim for yours. Uh, you know, when we throw it good, we strike. It's right. just we don't throw it good enough, and and that's what I think what a lot of bowlers need to wrap their head around. And and your book to me. I mean, I've read a lot of books. I've watched a lot of DVDs in my last 40 years in, in the industry here. And, and your book, it rings true in that it, it's update. It, you know, it's, it's a current game book. It, it's not looking at bowling from 10 or 20 years ago like a lot of books do. It, it, so bowlers can relate to it, you know, in the current day. But it's a simplistic approach. And when you think about it, the game is simple if you have certain strong fundamentals. Exactly. You know, when I give a lesson, I mean, I'm looking for three words every time I give a lesson from the people I coach. Somewhere in the middle of the lesson, I want them to turn and say, hey, this is easier. I'm doing, this is a lot easier than what I was doing, and it's, and it's better. 
I'm looking for the words easier. I don't want it to make it complicated. I mean, you can, I mean, you can make it complicated if you want to. I mean, I can give them a really technical, you know, reasoning why they're not good or with all these things they have to do to get better. But not many people respond to that. I mean, very, very few. And there's, you know, your hardcore guys, you know, your engineer types, they like that stuff. But the average bowler, I mean, they have a job, they have a mortgage, they got kids, they got, they got other worries. For three to five hours a week, this is what they do to have fun. So you have to make it a simple, for me coaching, I have to make it simpler. And the simpler I make it, the easier it is they can repeat it. And the more they can repeat it, the bottom line is they get better and they don't quit. I mean, every lesson I give, I have one thing in mind. What can I do to this bowler so he has a good time today, show some improvement, so he won't quit before the next time I see him? Because we have way too many bowlers leaving, and I can't, it's what I do for a living, I can't afford anybody to quit. Well, Mark, you, you lead me right to where I wanted to go next. Uh, bowling, what can be done to help bowling uh, survive? I mean, it, it's kind of a rough time economically with folks, uh, but what can be done to help bowling survive and make it through this? And then, like you said, people leaving the sport, there's uh, you know people complaining about bowling on too easy of shots, people com- complaining shots are too difficult, so they get frustrated and don't want to bowl things. But what do you think can be done uh, in all your bowling, what can be done to, to bring bowling back or what needs to keep bowling? I mean, right now, I guess an easy way to put it is we're kind of uh, on life support and it's kind of, you know, it's it's slowly coming back up, but what can be done to help keep bowling around for the next uh, forever? <laughs> if I had that answer, guys, I'd be living in Dallas, wouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> no, you wouldn't be. You'd be as far away from Dallas as possible. Well, you know, I, I kind of got my own thing going out here in California. I'm doing okay, but it's, that's a tough one. I mean, you know, I gave a lot of lessons this week. Wednesday, I was in three different bowling centers, and they were all packed. I mean, it was, you know, it was a spring break out here, but I just there's just got to be a better way to capture the enthusiasm that people that don't bowl very much have. When they come in, the kids are in there, you know, and they're, ha- and they're loud and they're having fun. And, you know, some are knocking them down. Some pins pretty good. And, you know, a, lot of, a lot of people have their own ball and shoes when they come in. I just think there's a disconnect between the people that they don't know in the bowling center and the people that they do. So when they when people come in, they get their lane, and they go down there and have a good time. I, I just think that there should be a and you should be able to have a, a national database of high games. I think if you bowl your high game at any bowling center in the country and you can prove it, and they go to the it's not real hard in today's thing. You have a computer at the front desk. I come in. My name's Mark Baker. I, I don't. I don't even bowl league. But there's this national registry I can put my high game in. And you got to verify from the front desk. It's all automatic. I shot 206 today, my new high game. Here's five free games if you buy five free games. If I just think we got, we did something like that, not just free, you have to pay for it to get to redeem it. If we just kept track of something like that so everybody could talk about it, I think it would help. I mean, that's what I'd have. I'd have a national registry for high games. If you bowl 300 and you shoot 300, you get the same thing. Well, so. You do something to make, it, make them come back. They like to come in when they're. You know, spring break or when it rains. In California, when it rains, you cannot get a lane. The lanes are packed. But you got to do something else to make them come back. When they do, when they are there, they really, really enjoy it. So there's something we're missing. Well, I would agree, Mark. And that's that's the one thing is I was going to say is, is you take all those folks in there on spring break, and I bet you look across the house and probably what, 75% of them probably don't bowl league. So what do the, again, probably if you answered, you knew this, you'd be another very rich man. But what would, uh, what can bowling centers do, uh, aside from the database, to incentivize people to want to bowl league, uh, even if it's just a fun league, even if you only average 120, 130, uh, just to get out and, and do it more on a, a regular basis? 
Well, they got to come start coming up with some new ideas. I know where I bought Fountain, they've had a new league came in. I mean, a lot of these leagues are now bowling once a month. They bowl one month a Sunday. They bowl one Sunday a month, which, you know, I've been a bowler all my life, which I find kind of odd, but 16 to 20 teams, and they have a travel league that has 30 teams, and they bowl once a month, and they, they turn people away. So I think you just have to put together some different ideas on how leagues work. You know, California is based on everybody goes to Vegas, so the leagues kind of run year-round. So it's kind of hard for me to see it is out, out here compared to where you guys are. Because just about every league I know, they, they end up going to Las Vegas for their sweeps. So they're all Vegas leagues. You know, Scratch League has pretty much died, but there's a good reason why Scratch League's died. Those bowlers complain too much. I mean, if I was proprietor, I'd kick them out too. <laughs> all they do is, I mean, they're complaining about the lane conditions. I just find that whole, I just find that ludicrous. That's just, you know, if you don't know how to oil the lanes, you shouldn't be allowed to complain about the lanes is how I look at it. Lanes have right. never, ever been cost me bowling good. When I bowl that, it's because the guy throwing the ball didn't throw it very good that night. Because the way I look at it, somebody always wins a side pot, somebody always wins a bracket, and somebody always wins a tournament. So lanes can't be too bad. There's always a winner. That yeah, Mark, a is, isn't that funny how sometimes the better the bowler, the more they complain, when in reality, the better the player, the less they should complain? Well, there's a, there's a, there's a line there. I mean, you get, to the, you get to a certain level, the guys never complain about the lanes. You get to those some of the bowlers that you know are kind of got the you know that that two hundred number is a big number. You know that, that's your ego involved, especially when you're talking about males. When you get to two hundred, and they, you know they shoot five twenty a couple weeks, there's got to be a problem, and it can't be them. <laughs> so you know I'm pretty close to the owners at the bowling center I bowl at, and we have a thirty team scratch league, and you know there's there's still some guys that complain pretty good about the lanes because you know they oil them in the morning, not at night. Well, it makes it kind of a bit of a challenge. I mean, if they have to oil them right before I bowl so I know exactly where I'm going to stand and throw it every week with the same ball, that's not much of a challenge. So I think that's, you know, you know, another thing that kind of hurt bowling a lot is the Internet. You know, it's not that so much that people buy stuff on there. People complain on there. That's all they do is complain. (laughs) And the guys that are doing the complaining are usually the guys that aren't very good. And back when I bowled, they had no forum. So guess what? We didn't hear their voice. We had plenty of tournaments, and the same guys won every week. We had tournaments where you couldn't get anybody. You couldn't get in the tournament. There were so many bowlers. But now you go on the Internet, and all these experts are on there telling you, what's the price one going to be? What's the shot going to be? And then they badmouth the tournament before it ever starts, and nobody shows up. So the Internet's been good for some things, but this, you know, the, the, this, these people that get to be the, the experts, I love it when I, when I read about them, and then I meet them, and I see you throw a shot, and I just think, you shouldn't be allowed to comment on this sport at all. You don't, <laughs> you're terrible. I mean, I don't ever say that because I have a business to run. But a lot of it has been, you know, the things that are said about our sport. Are, I mean, God, just some of the pros get taken to task. I mean, heaven forbid, you know, I work with Chris Barnes, and my God, if he looks the wrong way on TV, there's 500 guys. My wife and I are watching the Masters. They rever. I mean, it's a joke how much they appreciate the, the best players in the world. I mean, they're just, they're, they're treated like gods. And our sport, one of the best in the world, he does anything wrong, they just rip him a new one. That there's something wrong with our sport there. Well, and I, I, you hit on something. When I bowled in Kansas City, I moved kind of all across the place. And my one honor score, I had one 300 at this house. And they did, like you said, they oiled the lanes at 8 in the morning. And you'd have open play. We had a teacher's league in front of us that was just a three-person mix throwing it all over the place. And to be honest, that is one. Of, it was a tough league, and people avoided that house. People avoided that league. So that actually, to me, was was you know really a special place to actually bowl well and, and throw 
12 shots where you strike, not 12 great shots as we've been talking, but just uh, to bowl on something like that and actually score it, it's a challenge. And that's what, that's what if you want to improve your game, that's what most bowlers want. Again, Mark Baker joining us here. For, uh, Mark Baker Bowling is where you go to his website, all sorts of coaching information. Uh, check out the book. It's a, a game changer. This is going to be a, a bestseller. Uh, game changer, a simple system for improving your bowling scores. Uh, Mark, thank you for joining us. This is uh, We're going to have to do this again because this uh, time just went by way too fast. On, on the book, if they want to pre-order the book, they need to go to Wheat Mark, W-H-E-A-T-M-A-R-K.com, and get forward slash bookstore. Just type in my name in the search, and the book comes up. Excellent, and we're going to have a link to uh, on Above180.com, so make sure you take a look at that, and, and uh, we'll help you get there because we want, you know, this is a book that people need to read. If you want to help take your game to that next level, you need to read this book. It's just that simple, like Mark said. Uh, you want to learn from a guy, a guy like Mark. So for Tim Berg, Joe Serrar, Mark Baker, good luck and good bowling. <laughs>